Before we start the program, I want to introduce you to an event that's coming up this August. The Loma Linda Institute of Worship is offering a worship leadership certificate to help leaders and pastors take their congregation's worship experience to the next level. This August 9-12 through 12 event will include presenters Randy Roberts, Adriana Pereira, Nicholas Zork, Wayne Buckner, Richard Hickam, and more, and provide the opportunity to perform on stage with Steve Green and the Heritage Singers. Come sing, pray, write new music, share testimonies and resources, and grow together with like-minded worship leaders from across the world. Go to LLIW.net to register. Hello, I am so delighted to be able to participate in this African American History Month celebration at Loma Linda. I'm Barry Black, the 62nd Chaplain of the United States Senate. I want to talk today about remembering that you are not alone. If there is one thing that history teaches us, it is that there is a power and that there is a sovereignty, a supernatural sovereignty in history. James Russell Lowell put it this way, truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne, yet that scaffold sways the future. And behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadows, keeping watch above his own. The reality is God has been with humanity throughout its history. James Weldon Johnson, the great African-American poet, describes the presence of God in African-American history with these words, stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our forebears sighed. We have come over a road that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out of the gloomy pass until now we stand at last where the white gleams of our bright hopes are cast. In the final stanza, he lyrically states, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has led us thus far on the way. It is God who does the leading in our history, God who makes the difference in our history. And I believe that one of the things he wants history to teach us is to remember that you are not alone. You need to remember that no matter how chaotic times may be, no matter how challenging times may be, remember that because God is not just with us. He wants to be with us.
He says in Matthew 28, verse 20, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. He says in Hebrews 13, 5, praise his name, I will never leave you or forsake you. It is his desire to guide our lives, to be with us as we navigate through time on our way to eternity. So remember that you are not alone because God wants to be with you. Remember, you are not alone because God is working for you. Romans 8 <laughs> tells us in everything, verse 28, God is working for the good of those who love him. When Charles Hamilton Houston began to teach at Howard University and targeted his law school students to dismantle Plessy v. Ferguson, in 1890 or so, uh, 96, I believe, believe it is, Supreme Court decision that institutionalized separate but equal. And Charles Hamilton Houston had this remarkable student by the name of Thurgood Marshall, who eventually began to teach the teacher <laughs> to mentor the mentor. And it was Marshall who was successful during Brown v. the Board of Education. That was the beginning of the antecedent to bringing down the walls of segregation. But God was at work. And after 381 days of boycotting the buses in Montgomery, Alabama, the Supreme Court spoke. And Martin Luther King Jr. said, God Almighty has spoken from Washington, D.C. So remember, there is someone who is with you through the journey, through the vicissitudes, through the trials. That someone wants to be with you. That someone is working for you. But even more blessed, remember that you are not alone because God in Christ brings you and me <laughs> sweet fellowship. Philippians 3, verse 10, the tent maker from Tarsus captures it. He says, that I may know him. Do mm, 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 mm. you really want to know the Savior? Wow. Our blessed Lord said, John 17, 1, and Jesus lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son might also glorify you. You have given him power to give to as many as receive him eternal life. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Do you really want to know him? Paul says in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Romans 8.11 tells us 
that the power that brought Jesus from the dead lives inside of us and will quicken our mortal bodies. Praise God. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 19 reminds us, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Our history reminds us that there is something within us, the old spiritual, that holdeth the reins, and that something is the third person of the Godhead. He brings sweet fellowship. Remember that you are not alone. Matthew chapter 28 gives us the strategy for remembering it. After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, beginning with verse 1, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The disciples thought they were all alone. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary who went to look, they felt alone. They were looking for a dead Christ. They encountered this angel. His appearance, says verse 3, was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead people. Verse 5 of Matthew 28, the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. I've come to tell you, as we celebrate African-American history, let's celebrate redemptive history as well. For we do not serve a dead Christ. We serve a risen Christ. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Verse 8 of Matthew 28, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, <laughs> Jesus met them, and they knew they were not alone. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Even more amazingly, now that Christ says to us, John 14, 15, and 16, If you love me, Keep my commandments, verse 16, and I will pray the Father, hallelujah, and he will send you another advocate, a paracletos, a comforter, who will lead and guide you. Our Lord wanted to be with us in that way, the risen Lord, through his Holy Spirit. And so he gave us this special gift 
And now he can always be with us. He gave us this gift because he could continue to teach us. He said to his disciples, there are many things that I would like to tell you, but you are not ready yet. But he teaches us now throughout the seasons of our lives. Remember that you are not alone. How do you do it? Believe what seems too good to be true. Well, let's face it. In this crazy world, believing in the presence of someone we can't see, <laughs> that's quite the challenge. But even as the women who went to that tomb had that beatific transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have the same experience in the race, the, the relay race section that you are running in our history. Many years ago, many years ago, I came across Luke eleven thirteen while I was reading through the Gospels. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, more than 40 years ago, how much more is your heavenly Father eager to give his Holy Spirit to those who ask? Well, I was a preacher. What did I need? You know, of course I had the Holy Spirit, but each day I began to pray. Luke eleven thirteen. Lord, I don't know what you are suggesting here, but whatever it is, hit me. You know, whatever it is, let me warn you, be careful what you pray for. Because things started happening in my life and palpable experiential connections began to occur that seemed too good to be true. The decades have gone by and he continues to bless me Ephesians 3.20, immeasurably, abundantly, above all that I can ask or imagine, according to his power working in and through me. Oh, bless his holy name. And I have, I started and I continue to believe what seems too good to be true. And then there's a second thing that you must do if you're going to remember that you are not alone, and that is share what seems too good to be true. <laughs> That's what the woman at the well did, John chapter 4, when Jesus gave her of that water that helped her to never thirst again. She ran back into her village and in John 4, 29 said, come see a man who has told me everything I've ever done. You see, the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our history and in our lives is to give us, one of the purposes, power to witness, to tell our story, to share it with others. 1 Peter 2.9 says you are a chosen generation, a kingdom of priests, a distinctive people. 
that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Share what seems too good to be true. I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34, verse 1. His praises will continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and bless his name forever. So, when you believe what seems too good to be true, and when you share what seems too good to be true, then you will be able to rejoice about what seems too good to be true. There's a part of African-American history that a lot of people, uh, actually African history, uh, that a lot of people don't realize, and that's the story of the Ethiopian eunuch who served the queen of Ethiopia, Candace, and many believe that that's how the gospel got to Ethiopia. And here was this man driving in a chariot on his way back home. And look at God, the God, Holy Spirit, who was with Philip, sent Philip alongside that chariot. And Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? This man was reading from Isaiah. Mm. Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he grew up among us as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty in him that we should desire him. Philip started with that passage and preached to that man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And the man took the initiative in his own spiritual development. He said, look, there's water. And Philip did not say, well, you need to go through our 40-week baptismal class instruction. He baptized the man, and the scripture says, Acts 8, 39, that the Ethiopian went rejoicing on his way. Oh. The presence of Christ will bring joy. Yes, it will have you singing praises at midnight as Paul and Silas did in the jail at Philippi. Imagine how much greater your contribution to history will be if you believe what seems too good to be true. And each day, you pray the promise of Luke eleven thirteen. Would you do that? And ask God to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit that he says, I want to give it to you, but you have to ask for this anointing. Imagine what would happen if you permitted the power that you received from that Holy Spirit mm, to enable you to be a witness so that you can say with Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are ambassadors reconciling the world unto Christ. 
pleading as if in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Remember that you are not alone. Imagine what would happen if you found such joy in Jesus Christ. That you couldn't wait to get up in the morning as I do to pray the scriptures. That you could not wait to commune with the God in you. The Holy Spirit who lives in you. Then with the hymnist, you'd be able to sing, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ears, the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Remember, you are not alone. God bless you.